now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? That means it's bowl week, boys. Let's go. Yeah. We count down the New Mexico Bowl. I love bowling. It, it's, again, it's not that, Van. It's That creep can roll, man. Yeah. <laughs> if it was in... What's if, up, pederast, Walter? If the New Mexico Bowl was played in Japan, what would it be called, eh, Marie? <laughs> the Rice Bowl. <laughs> not making that up, by the way. Why? What do you mean? They have a bowl game called the Rice Bowl. In Japan? Yes. And you're going to go to it? Well, yes. I hope to. Or try to get Hi. in with it. Hi. <laughs> We're saying yes. Practice now. Hi. Hey. Hey. We're live at Howie's. Come and hang out with the boys. We're going to be here all night long. Yes. We're not just watching Monday Night Football tonight. We're watching Monday Night's Footballs. Double dipping, baby. Two of them. Yes. There's a place to double dip. You know it's at Howie Sports Page. Now, we can do that here because we can watch two screens at once, but you normally listen to Monday Night Football right here on the Sports Animal. Amory, what game do we have tonight? We have, out of the two games, the Green Bay Packers take on Tommy DeVito and the Giants. Smart move. Way better game. America's team, the Green Bay Packers. Nope, Tommy DeVito, the most uh, Italian quarterback to ever grace the NFL. Is he from okay, New Jersey? Is he is from Jersey. One perfectly good Jimmy Garoppolo sitting right there. As far as Italian quarterbacks go? I'm taking Tommy. Did you guys ever play uh, um, uh, Super Nintendo Mario football? Uh, I think everyone has. That Mario is the best Italian quarterback of all time. Okay, so that's you, a good one. Yep, got you. Garoppolo loses his points because he doesn't live with his mom. Yeah, true. And he has Give his Tommy laundry done time. for him. And <laughs> what about Heisman Trophy winner Gino Toretta? No love. No love. No love. Before my time. You're not gonna. You're not gonna send him a nice pasta dish on his birthday, Jakey. I would. I would put Joe Namath above him. <laughs> for the yeah, Susie Colbert interview alone. Yeah. <laughs> I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I'm going to send him some real New Jersey capicola. See, where they call it gabagool in Jersey. The real Italians call it capicola. That's correct. Because I'm a real Italian. That's why I said that. I, w- I would give you the title of honorary Italian Thank if you, you give me the much. title of honorary Irishman. You don't, never have pass. you don't get a pass on it. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> We're going over. Obviously, we'll do both Monday Night Football previews tonight. We're going to talk a lot about Jaden Daniels as he was the big Heisman winner over the weekend. Uh, we'll talk deserved. about that. Uh. It's going to be a big deal. NFL football recaps. But this thing starts off with what me and Van both dubbed outside the program over the weekend. The greatest con of all time. Oh, so absolutely genius this is this is carney 101 this is old-timey like you, you better move quick because it's going fat this is used car salesman this is all the things that you historically like are taught to look out for 
when you're getting bamboozled or gabagooked or what did, what did you call it? Gabagooled. Gabagooled. They've got the inflatable waving arms guys out yes. front, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's full-on distraction. A full fugazi. This Sh- is, uh, yes. <laughs> that is correct. That is the word. Shohei Otani called Robert Hershebeck over the weekend and said, hey, um, Sharks, I have a proposal for you. Fly to Toronto, tell everyone it's me, have the Dodgers up their offer by $100 because they think I'm signing with Toronto, and I'll sign with them immediately, and then I will give you a cut of. That is the deal. And I, obviously you were listening on Friday, friend of the show, I was fooled by this news coming out of Dodger Nation. Oh, they got it wasn't, you. It wasn't the Blue Jays. No. They fooled the Dodgers into thinking this. This was the plan the whole time. And a shark knows a good deal when he sees it. And Robert, am I saying this right? Hershevek? Is that right? Why not? Hershevek said, yeah, I'll be your Huckleberry. He sat on this plane, Luke, for four hours flying from L.A. to Toronto with, with whole-ass Wi-Fi and access to the world, completely knowing what's going on, and just sat on it till the Dodgers kept upping and upping that bad boy to whatever the number is, $100 million more than whatever they originally offered. And Shohei said, yeah, this tracks. <laughs> Let's well, go. Someone in Toronto is like, did we know he's on his way? Somebody, is, are we picking him up from uh-huh. the airport? What's going on here? So good. I would have loved to see the Canadian delegation at the airport waiting for this plane to land. Yes. Justin Trudeau just waiting like, at the track. <laughs> just like bottles of <laughs> maple syrup. Oh, hey, Shorty. Welcome. Welcome to Canada. I hope you like a nice spicy syrup. And it's everyone at the airport and, like, the, the consulate calling around like like who knows a translator who has yeah. we need we need a translator right now like let's go but this i mean this has to be a work right for sure like how could it not be a hundred percent of work first off this is straight out of my book yes but it's not for hundreds of millions of dollars it's for things that are tens of dollars yeah that i'm selling on facebook marketplace Correct. yes i was like hey janice who lives up in the Northeast Heights? She's on her way right said now. She was gonna, she was gonna offer me forty dollars, but it's yours for fifty, Rick. Yeah. yeah. If you come this second, mm-hmm. I'll tell her to turn around. Yeah. I love the move. It's so smart. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, this is the best way that business can exist. But he's a. Uh, he just said he's deferring six hundred and eighty million dollars of the contract. Deferring it to what? Not getting paid. He only wants two million a year. He's kicking it down the road. To what? A forever contract? So the, so the Dodgers can spend it. But he'll end up with it eventually, right? Yes. He's going to get the Bobby Bonilla treatment, but way more money right, and out, way longer. Jake, whatever you're breaking, figure out the details on that. So I need to know how this deferment works. Because right now, you're, and I'm not joking, literally get the numbers. The Because if he's doing this crazy thing that's being said, which, by the way, he's real good at putting out fake-ass stories. Sure. So I'm not buying this for a second. Now, now hold on. Take it easy on Shohei. Okay. Shohei is absolutely a man of character and integrity. Mm -hmm. This is the work by his savvy agent. Yes. This is a genius-level move. So the rest of the $680 million will be paid out from 2034 to 2043 without interest. (laughs) So nuts. So he's just making two million for his ten-year contract, two million a year, and then the big chunk comes. Yeah, and if it doesn't, the yakuza show up. <laughs> That's what happens. It's that move where they pull out the katana just real quick and put it back in, and he, just all the other members mm-hmm. of the Dodgers no, no, just no, no, no. 
that's how little you know about the Yakuza. They show up in, ju- you know how they do just the white, like, bikini bottoms because they have the full tattoos down both sides except where the shirt unbuttons? You know, are you guys familiar with the Yakuza? Yeah. Am I the only one? They just show up like that. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, we, here you go, Shohei. At the top of the lineup, the top three guys at the top of the lineup are three of the best players on the planet that play baseball. Accurate. The rest of that lineup is booty. The rest of that lineup is not the 2020. It's not the 2019. It's not the 2018. They're going to do some damage. They're going to the win a regular season. They're going to win 115 games every season for the next 10 years, and they'll but get knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. Yeah, some rickety upstart, whoever the last person in in the National League is going to beat the Dodgers again this year, no matter who they have, because that's who they are. And they'll probably keep old man Kershaw on that roster until Otani's contract is done. God, I hope the Angels make the playoffs. So bad. (laughs) (laughs) I hope the Angels become the new Dodgers. (laughs) That'd be so sweet. Betts, Otani, Freeman. That's your top three, right? In that order? Three MVPs. Okay. Then, joke Will Smith who's a disaster, and I hate him, and he's the worst player on planet Earth, Max Muncy, who seems like more of a dude than a player. So your yeah. hatred is uh, pointed towards the wrong person. Go Will ahead. Smith is an absolute dude. Okay. You hate Chris Taylor. I hate Chris Taylor. You hate Chris Taylor. Who, for some reason, is a left fielder now. <laughs> Wasn't he a backup catcher for most of his career? He's their utility. He's their super utility guy. Sometimes uh, you can move around. So I t- he's no John Mabry. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Muncie, Taylor, Vargas, Rojas, and I've never heard of this last cat. Outman? Who's that? He's a rookie last year. He's a stud. He's got a chance? Yeah, he's an okay. up-and-comer. He's good. good, Did, good do glove. the Dodgers have any more prospects, or are those all gone? Oh, I got, they got to be milked, just completely milked. No, they are absolutely not, because look at Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City wins, wins every year in AAA. Well, and everyone else except for your defense, yeah. Oklahoma City buys – Four like buys quad A players and wins with these guys who aren't developing in the minors and aren't good enough to play in the pros. We could ask our friend Josh Sushan right now. But whenever they're whenever their major league baseball caliber guys go down, they're playing with guys yep. who are of that caliber, and it's like they don't miss a step. I'll buy into that. Yeah, I'll buy into that's that what idea. they do. It's the Dodgers of minor leagues. It's not like they're loaded with young talent. Is this the best business plan, like business you guys have ever seen an athlete do? It, I'm being serious. In, in the Dodgers' defense, it pays for itself. He's going to make an insane amount of money for the Dodgers organization. This is just a blank check move. He could have named a billion dollars. Dodgers would have paid a billion dollars because they're going to get more than that in ad revenue. They're going to get more than that in overseas sponsorships. Jersey sales. Yeah, ju- jersey sales don't even matter compared to the money that they're going to get Jake, from Japan. Jake, give me this deferment thing again. What is it? $680 million is being deferred until 2034. And the pay- Yeah, so then the money's going to come from 2034 to 2043. And you know what the Dodgers are going to do is they're going to take that revenue you guys just talked about. They're going to put it into a CD. They're going to collect something off of it. Uh-huh. They're going to, oh, yeah. yeah, and then it's not even going to end up coming out of their pockets. But the team that already leads the league in attendance, and I seem like they have for the last 10 years at home, and the team that leads the league in road attendance, and it seems like they have for the last 10 years, they're going to take that ticket split, also pour that into this bad boy, and of a $700 million investment, they're going to end up coming out of head by several hundred million dollars. Well, everybody's going to be paying for an $80 hot dog and a $120 beer now at uh, Dodger Stadium. Man, I don't think they do that. They don't, like, they don't up them like that. No. 
Well, I saw a report today that the Dodgers have the most expensive beers in the league. It's 99 cents an ounce at Dodger Stadium is what it breaks down to, which is about 30 cents more than any other stadium in the league. Yeah, so they already jacked the prices. But it does not matter Dodgers because fam- they're going to fill that stadium every single home game all year. So here's what I was talking about. It's my mistake. You can get the four-family deal for 40 bucks, So it comes out to be 10 bucks a, pa- a, a person. So I, my mistake is I was thinking solely of the – the one deal but you can get a dodger dog for five bucks like that's not at all bad for now yeah good point you know i the they can just put so many more people in there yeah you end up you end up like making that money because there's that many more people at every game the it, dodgers should just buy the angel stadium and have watch parties there oh that's a good idea oh that's great that's super smart Shohei's already done this triple threat thing because he did it with Mike Trout and Albert Pujols all at the same time, and they couldn't do anything. Well, Pujols wasn't Pujols at the time. Well, that's a good point. But, but um, still, the two best players in the sport are on the same team. I meant to say Chris Calhoun, my bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you meant to say Cole Calhoun? <laughs> Thank you. That's how, that's, how, that's how good he was. Oh, I missed The baseball. ghost of David Eckstein. That's who I was talking mm-hmm. about. I'm just so impressed by this thing. And you see dudes sign, right? Like, you, um, like free agency, I'm not talking trades. So you see, like, Bryce Harper a couple of years ago signs in Philadelphia. And you're like, oh, this is a really good baseball move. This thing's really smart. Or even what's a bigger one before that? I guess Albert Pujols to the Angels. Or what's a bigger one? We can give you a ton of them. Your boy from Houston going to the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of dudes who sign these big A contracts. And you're like, okay, cool baseball move. This is a cool world move. Correct. Like, this is bigger than the game of baseball. Yeah, it, it transcends the sport of baseball, and it transcends competition. It transcends the product on the field. This is bringing a whole other part of the world into your organization. You're getting billions of new fans. A whole country. Yeah, a whole country and a whole part of the world. Because it's not just Japan rooting for Shohei Otani. Right. It's anyone from that region of uh, the world. And this country has accepted him in full arms. They love Otani. He's the highest paid uh, endorsed baseball player by like a landslide. Well, getting into that market is like get for white people to get into that Japanese market is like crazy hard. Yeah. Well, they cracked like, it a little bit when they had Nomo. They kind of started. Yeah. In, Nomo with the Dodgers was like kind of the phenom for a couple of years, and and he, they kind of cracked into that market. But this is just going to take it over the top. The Ichiro, right? He left tons of money on the table. Because there was this, like, idea, and, I mean, we got to go all the way, we got to go back 15 years for what I'm talking about, 2006, 2007 kind of stuff, where it was so culturally inappropriate at that time for him. And all those companies that tried to get on the Ichiro bandwagon, they didn't. Yeah. You know, and and now, for whatever reason, it's changed to where, you know, you can make those those dollars elsewhere. But this is the guy that gets you in. Like, who's the other athlete that gets you into Japan? Like, if, if you would want to hit that fan base, I can't come up with a single name. No one. No, no one. No one is Shohei Otani. Rodman will get you into Korea, but I'm oh, not that <laughs> Good get, man. Good get. Now, you mentioned Nomo. You mentioned Ichiro. Uh, Ichiro's, I don't know, top 20 baseball player of all time. We're That's, talking about Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player in the history of the sport. If he stays healthy for this contract, he will undisputably be the greatest baseball player in the history of the world. Even if he doesn't come back to pitch, you can make that argument. I think he needs to come back and pitch to have that argument. But what was yeah. that from the scout? Steve Nebraska? Yes. From the scout? Mm-hmm. The, you know, 81 pitches, you know, perfect game kind of. 
from 2001 to 2007, it looks like, and this is just quickly Google, 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 Ichiro's only sponsor was Upper Deck. That's so dumb. That is so dumb. I don't even know what that company is. Right. So yeah, that's, that's where you take the back tank off the... T- oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sh- something else. Shot down food deals, shot down... Yeah, I mean, and, and probably I would assume, I mean, I might be wrong here, Upper Deck already had a presence in Japan. Yeah. So it's easy to do that one. You know, it, it's hard to say, uh, hey, McDonald's dollar menu or whatever. Yeah, that's where they were making the cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was their connection. I think knowing a little bit about Ichiro, it was a different situation because he just wanted to focus on being the best baseball player he could be. I think Shohei's savvy enough to know that he can transcend being an athlete and be an ambassador for that part of the world. If I had to dissect that, I'd say, I'd say you're partially right because I think Ichiro also fought racism like crazy, and I don't think we oh, talk yeah. about that enough. Sure. Like He was similar to the way you, you hear all those stories like in grade school where they tell kids like, you know, Jackie wasn't the best African-American baseball player, but he was the one African-American baseball player. Who can have ball or whatever. Right, right. And I, I think there's a similar truth with Ichiro about that. And and it's changed a lot since then. I mean, like Masahiro Tanaka, yeah. you know, and then this new guy coming around, Yoshinobu Yanamoto. Yeah, he's going to be an absolute stud. Yeah, he's the pri- to me, he's the prize of the free agent market this year. 100%. But All he, the big he's still, players he's still are still no Shohei. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's... He's in a whole another echelon, not only of excellence, but impact. Yeah, I think the only pitcher ever that hits decent, that's not even close to Shohei numbers, is Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, he could, he could swing it. You had, uh, I mean, Rick Ankeel. You had a lot of other smaller versions of this, but it's Shohei and Babe Ruth, and Shohei is already light years beyond Babe Ruth in, uh, I hate to say this, both categories. Well, yeah, and Kiel never did it at the same time. He took Correct. that sabbatical yeah. and, and uh, came back a power-hitting center fielder. Got the yips. The, I'm just going to close the circle on this Ichiro conversation. 1994, the movie Major League comes out, and one of the featured cast members of that is a guy named, and I have it right here, Takake Ishibashi. Yeah. And you remember how he was portrayed sure. in the movie Major League right. as... What do you say as besides kamikaze? Cliche, cl- as cliched like, as you possibly could be. And beca- yeah. and I'm going to tell you this. because He was Ichiro- the sports equivalent of the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, exactly. You know? 100%. <laughs> yeah. And because Ichiro played Major League Baseball, if you make Major League today, this character does not exist. Japanese baseball player is perceived differently. Oh, yeah. Also, did you see Ichiro? He's still got that dog in him. Just last week. He pitched like a charity game I did against this. a girls' high school baseball <laughs> team, and he threw a complete game shutout against high school girls. And he's like brushing them back and <laughs> yeah. little chin music, you know, oh. staring them down. I saw him crack a dinger the other day too. He's like still on a got video, it, and it's he's that guy. He could have played another three, four, maybe five years yeah. if he wanted to. Oh, he could, have, he could have been. He could have been that bench guy, that fourth outfielder. Get you a knock when you need one, kind of guy. Just put him in the pinch it once again. Yeah, totally yeah. defensive. Yeah. Okay, so the Texer's going crazy with this deferment thing. Look, we could go into extreme length on this. This is how you win chips. Like, if you want to win chips, and they get how many years was that payment plan? Uh, twenty thirty four to twenty forty three. So nine years. Technically, well, technically ten. Technically, technically ten. the length of the contract. Yeah. 
technically 11, right? Because you have to count the years themselves. So it's like that's a long-ass time to get paid. I mean, he's got a 10-year contract. He's going to take that deferred money for 10 years, and once those 10 years are over, he gets the bulk of it. And he's going to get a bunch of new balance money, too, on top of all that. <laughs> he's going to get all of the money. <laughs> but what was what does Robert Hershevik get in perpetuity? That's the real question. Yeah, whatever, whatever the – I mean, the agent knows all this, and we'll, we'll hear all this information as a, it comes out in the future. But whatever the difference is in between the Blue Jays' offer yeah. and the $700 million he got from the Dodgers – you know this guy's getting a cut for being the distraction. Yes. Next time Shark Tank comes on NBC Plus or whatever channel it's on, because I don't watch yeah. it, it's, it's going to say produced by uh, Otani's pocketbook. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just, he's just going to say yes to every offer yeah. on Shark Tank because he got all that extra cheese now. Hey, but moving forward, whenever he says yes, he actually does a bow with it. <laughs> and people are like, oh, okay. That's he's it. just all in. He's just going to become that white guy that's really into Japanese culture. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's using words that, like, yeah. only work in certain sentences in Japan, but he's, like, using them as a – what did you say earlier? You got, did you guys watch that new manga? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's <laughs> called anime. Mark, Mark Cuban's like, no, I did not. I'm managing a, a basketball team. I don't have time for manga, Well, Bob. hey, do you want to go gigantic conspiracy? Let's do that when we go back from the break. Amy, we're going to go to break. I know we ran along. I'm so sorry. Whenever we get back – even more conspiracy on this as it relates to Mark Cuban. And I didn't think we were going to get into this on the show today. Love it. But it's so much crazier when I just keep making stuff up about the world of sports. We're live from Howie Sports Page for a while. All right, how's it going to work? Are we putting one Monday Night Football game on one TV? Is there a left and right of the room? We're a Packers bar. So Packers are on the big screen. Packers are on the sound. And everything else will be scattered. I mean, we'll have it. We'll have both games on multiple, multiple TVs, but and as, Packers as, are the show today. Look, if Mike McDaniel's not mic'd up, I don't care about the Dolphins anyway. Good call. As Luke mentioned, it is a Howie's, or excuse me, it is a Packers bar here at Howie's. So come early, get your seat, or you're not going to get a seat. That's, yep. that's how this Monday night thing works. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 6 in, home on Monday, Thursday, and select Sunday night football, the sports animal. We came to play, we came to play, we came to play. Back live on the program, back live at Howie's, and I had never seen what we just saw in person. So there's two pool tables here at Howie's, and who was, Van, who was taking the shot? I didn't see, it was one of the friends of the show. That was friend of the show, Kevin. Was that Kevin? All right, so friend of the show, Kevin, um, sinks the eight ball on the break? I'd yeah. never seen that. He ran around like he won the World Series. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he just got the final out of the World Series. He threw his stick up in the air. The stick is stuck That's into the ceiling yeah. at Howie's now. But it was uh, a beautiful moment. I don't think we could take that down. No, it's going to stay, there, stay forever. there forever. That's <laughs> Cock it, Luke. Yep, put it there. Leave it. Yeah, so way to go, Kevin. That's, That's former yeah, Lobo That's Kevin Richards. Lobo That's football. A, That's a play right there. He's going to have to sign the pool table now. <laughs> well, yeah, the fun. We Never I, play a game again, No, stop Kevin. there. As he's You've racking peaked. up a new game. <laughs> you remember that when you were a kid, when, when you were like a little brother's like, last one in the pool sucks, and then like he runs and jumps in, and then like you never jump in, mm-hmm. and then by definition he sucks. He, he sucks. was the last yeah, one he's in. he's the one who sucks, and you never ever swim again. Same thing here with this pool game, never play another one. That's why you haven't been a pull since. That's why I never, yeah, that's why I don't swim. That's I don't why know. you put an aggressive amount of top spin on the cue ball during a break oh, so it'll okay. follow the eight ball straight forward and hopefully Give knock it, one it one to these. one of the corner pockets. Yeah. Mark Cuban earlier this year announced he's stepping away from Shark Tank to focus on his fam and running the Dallas Mavericks as he sold uh, his ownership percent and now he's just the out. He's still in the ownership group, but he's not the whatever and you now he just runs it. Here's the truth, though, boys. 
He got away from Shark Tank because he knows they're about to launder this Otani money. I know. Uh-huh. He doesn't want this. He doesn't want the smoke. He's a savvy businessman, but I think he does it all on the up and up. Yeah, I don't think he's in for this laundering. Yeah, that's why he quit, because he's super up and up. Well, he he's, just doesn't want to be involved with any of it. Not the weird stuff. He's only he's more focused on getting gambling to Texas. Oh, he's for sure going to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right after they get weed or women allowed to give health care. Or they'll get they'll gambling wait. before anything. They'll never yeah, get they'll any. Get, they'll get gambling way before that other stuff. Yeah. Could you imagine how much money the state of Texas could have made on Longhorn football? He wants to build a mega casino around the Maverick Stadium. He wants to build a new Maverick Stadium, too. Yes. Man, I'm in on all it's this. It's bonkers. I'm super in on all this. I want him to do well. He seems nice. He seems mostly nice. The medicine thing is a nice thing. Yeah. I'm in on that. What do you know about HDNet? Nothing. You know uh, I mean? Insulin's cheaper. Than what? Than normal. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of $600, 60 Isn't that wild, though? That's so crazy. He's like, he's like listen, I'm going to help everyone across the country with affordable medicine. Unless you live in Texas and you need life-saving care, then no. Well, he's not in Congress. That's a good point. Yeah, he can control what he controls. He could buy Congress. A lot of oh, people already have. It's too yeah, late for that. I don't yeah. think you know the number involved with that. <sighs> Let's recap yesterday's football whenever we get back. Obviously, the big talk of the day is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. We're going to depth on that. Also, Van, I don't, I don't want to say the Heisman doesn't matter. I might come back and say the Heisman doesn't matter. This year it doesn't. They got the right guy this year. No, though. wrong, false. Jake can't wait to go into that. Yeah, I'm a little angry. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, live from Howie's sports page, the sports animal. Thanks for spending Monday with us. Now, are people still working this week, or are they off this week? Or they're off next week? How does it work when Christmas is on a Monday? Um, I'm going to give you a little inside info here in Albuquerque and the rest of the land of enchantment. They started in November. Uh, people quit working yeah, the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few people like Luke and us who actually have to work. Correct. Jake every once in a while. Once in a but while. Yeah. If you have a normal 9-to-5 cubicle job, you dialed it in. Correct. Yeah. It's use it or lose it stuff. Yeah. That's 505 Who's dialing it in from yeah. your cubicle right yeah, now? Who's just shipping it? Who's shipping it? Yeah, well, that's the thing at our, like, obviously we're never at the station because of um, reasons, but whenever you are in there, it's like, hey, so-and-so's got to take all these days off, right? You want to come? You want to do one of these? You want to come? No. No, I, I have this own, my own show. Mm-hmm. This show. We did a spot with Jay Bell today. Kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun to go over there. Talented girl. Do some stuff over on 93.3 The Q. All right. What's can- the segment called? Ask a Dude? It was, um, yeah, it was uh, Mansplaining Mondays. Okay, that's what, what it I is. think it yeah. was. It was good. Uh, we gave dating advice today, so big thank you to her for having us over. Because today is national. What is today? National cuffing day. What was today? You national two are giving dating day. advice. Uh, yes. Like as a yeah. joke, or is like you guys are pros? We've been in a relationship uh, for six years. Do you realize, uh, aside from Fred, like how prolific I am? Oh, yeah. I didn't Only know that. People. They have both given me amazing dating advice. Van mm-hmm. is the longest relationship I've had here in Albuquerque. It's true. <laughs> We're basically common law married. I now pronounce you Van and Fred. 
Now you know. All right. <laughs> Chuck and Larry. <laughs> I don't even get that reference. We'd be doing that every Monday going forward. Is that true? Is that the plan? Is that I what think we're that's doing? That's the plan. So, yeah, we'll be over there on the queue. All right, boys, help me out here. That's funny. That's. <laughs> it's just another mansplain Monday with Jay Bell. It's like pretty good. Yeah. All right. Also, if that's not the name of the segment, somebody shoot that to Jay Bell. Okay. Because that's a very good name of a segment. Uh-huh. Also, if she doesn't understand why it's a good name of a segment, I will explain it to her. <laughs> I will. I will make sure she understands why it's good. We were shopping. While full we, man spread. Yes. We were shopping around two men on J Bell. Yeah, that was it, not good. They didn't do well no, in the was, group. No, yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, we sent that one out to marketing. And they said no. All right, help me understand this outrage, boys. So I okay. saw yesterday that the officials didn't help Patrick Mahomes win a game for a change, yeah. and he didn't know how to react to that. Is yeah. that the takeaway from this Chiefs game yesterday? Pretty much. Uh, also that the Bills were the better team. Uh, Chad, we did get one of the greatest laterals touchdowns revoked and you know that's a bummer that, that is was a, a dope play it was an awesome play but Kadarius tony was like head over heels on the line of scrimmage uh past the line of scrimmage they were mad at the ref andy reed was like i i can't believe the official didn't tell Kadarius tony he was offside i was that's like that's not his job Kadarius tony has to check what? in with the official i have never heard of that before when do officials be like hey bud you're offside Every time. It's no. every time. Every yeah, that's time, why they, I, that's why they point to him. Go back. And well, look yeah, but they have to. They have to ask for they it. The, the refs yeah. don't do it unsolicited. Correct. Yeah, the only time I've ever seen it being like burnt bad is when Terry McLaurin asked the ref, "Am I lined up good?" And then yes. as soon as the ball was snapped, it got flagged. Yeah, that one was bad. That one is extracurricular right there. But I don't that think... one's the ref's fault. But any other time, it's the wide receiver's fault. Case and closed. That play we're referring to right now. Go back and look at the tape. I guarantee you every single offensive play ran by the Chiefs that game, whichever receiver was on the line, looked down to the line judge, pointed at him, got an okay, except for that play. There's also a picture proof of uh, three other times Kadarius Tony was lined up offsides. Well, there's that and too. And it didn't get called. Well, I mean, I think it was kind of known in real time. I and mean, we, we can be those guys and be like, I mean, whatever, everyone saw it in real time. It's what it is. The flag... The flag was released as soon as the play started. Yeah. So, but it's, I don't know how many games I've broadcast in my life. Um, hundreds, hundreds, maybe thousands. And a wide receiver on the outside is specifically someone who's doing something weird. Like, they knew they are going to do something weird. Yeah. You turn your head, you look at the sideline, you point at the dude. And if you're able to ever be privy to these conversations before a game, a really good wide receiver will run up to an official, a line judge, and say, hey, I'm going to check with you. When I'm lining up, you know, you know, how much room do you give on a call? And they say right there on the spot to say, yeah, you know, I'll give you within two inches. Right. You know, I'll give you within whatever. And it's the quickest conversation, but these guys do it. And Tony, who I mentioned before, is only a punt returner. Like, he doesn't know how to be a wide receiver. He's good on gadget plays in this stuff. It showed right there he doesn't know how to be a wide receiver. Wait, you look at a guy who was a number one draft pick for the Giants, and they gave up on him after 22 games. They knew something. They saw something, and traded them away for a third round pick 22 games in it's you know you don't do that with a number one with a first round draft pick unless you've seen something he's a really good return guy in a league that doesn't have returns anymore like so you have to put him a wide receiver to get his athleticism out there but he's boneheady 
We had a punt return, though, this week. There you go. And it was... Uh, you had one? Yeah, the Ravens against... Uh, it was a walk-off punt return. Yeah, that was pretty sick. That was impressive. Even, yeah, though, was even though there was blockers in the back. <sighs> well, they, Patrick Mahomes can't be that mad either because he's the one controlling the offense. He's the one controlling where his players are. He could have easily said, Hey, Tony, let's go back two inches. He could have easily done that, but he didn't do that either. Well, Kadarius Tony's smiling ear to ear right now. Uh, because all the heat is being taken off of him and going on to the refs. Well, not only that, if you watch the play on the other angle, when the pass originally went to Kelsey, Tony was upset. He, like, threw his hands and was, like, pissed off that the throw didn't go to him and was kind of, like, walking up and all of a sudden sees Kelsey throwing it back to him and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in the play still. He wasn't trying to block. He wasn't trying to. He was well, having a little temper tantrum. Hold up, because Fred over here would say that's part of the play. Fred over here would say, hey, go down there. Act like you're out of it so everyone leaves you, uh-huh. and then you're that thing. I wouldn't be surprised, especially if it's so dramatic that it can be seen from afar, because that's the next, that's the 4D level of this thing. Whenever people do these weird, um, I don't even know what verbiage you use, Belichick style gimmicky things. I mean, you don't got to call it Belichicking. I mean, Andy Reid does that. Like, yeah. That's, that's in his playbook. It's pretty there's normal. All, yeah, there's a lot of gadget stuff like that. What? Like ring around the rosy. Yeah. And you'll never hear him say it either. Like, they'll go to a press conference afterwards, and they'll be like, you know, Kadir, it seemed like you, you know, you felt like you are out of the play there before you scored the big touchdown. He'd be like, no, you know, motion's just red high. But then they sit in the wide receiver's room the next day, and they're like, sold it perfect. Yeah. You're well, the man. And that was kind of the disappointing part, because you understand in the heat of the game, like, both Reed and Mahomes were upset. You know, Mahomes was livid on the sidelines. But you expect that after they've gone into the locker room and calmed down a little bit and seen the play and mm-hmm. okay – no, they came out and doubled down in the press conferences and, like, called the league embarrassing. And well, Let's do this. Let's go into that at length when we get back because, Jake, I know you were telling me off air, you thought it might be a little bit of a turning point for the way that the Chiefs and the NFL seem to have a symbiotic relationship. Oh, they've been replaced with the new uh, hot girl on the block, the Eagles. Ouch. They lost so bad. They lost so bad. I know. How about them, Cowboys? Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from Howie's sports page. The sports animal. From the texter, when Fred does it, it's called Man Fred Splaining. Nice. Guys, I don't like that. It's not, it's not a good joke. That's a fire joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Not everyone knows that your real birth certificate name is Manfred. Your government name. I think most people know that by now. Disagree. <laughs> you were talking to me a little bit off the air, Jake, about the press conference last night with Andy Reid and Patty Mahomes after they were, in their opinion, cheated from what would have been a highlight play for the remainder of the existence of this sport. But, Van, you were saying the on-field shenanigans may be even worse than the postgame. Boys, break down for me how you think this reaction by the Chiefs is going to change their relationship with the NFL. I think Andy Reid and Mahomes are going to face, like, a 250K fine from the NFL. Why that number? It's a good, solid number. It's nice and round. <laughs> it's not going to be 500,000. 250K is enough right, to send I'm a message. I'm going to tell you the NFLPA is not going to let either of those things happen. But, okay. Okay. Because of the comments that they were making in the press conference, directly going after refereeing in the NFL, because they, have mentioned, they mentioned stuff that happened in previous weeks, this week, they just went all in on him. Patrick Mahomes literally said, I've been, I've been keeping quiet this whole time. 
about it, but I can't keep quiet now. Also, I think Patrick Mahomes woke up this morning and was like, wow, I was bugging last night. I yes. was on one. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like a fool today yeah. because well, of my actions yesterday. The worst part about it, too, is is right when Josh Allen and Mahomes go at the end of the game to give a little dap up, no congratulations from Mahomes. Just, uh, man, that was the worst call I've ever seen. You know, that's all he said to Josh Allen. And Josh Allen was supposed was like, what do you want me to say? That has nothing to do with me. Right. You know? It's your guy. I thought it was a pretty good call. Yeah. <laughs> that's your guy. And then Mahomes Matt. was like, they never call off sides for offense. Ever. They've called it 11 times this year. And no, they no, called it in the Eagles game yesterday, too. Yeah, no, it has definitely been a point of emphasis for the league this year. There was two calls all of last year. There's been 11 so far this year. It's definitely something that they're looking at. The largest fine in NFL history was $500,000 given to the Saints uh, for a bounty game. So that's the largest fine in the history. Uh, and it says here that the NFLPA rules, you cannot be fined more than 10, uh, 10% of your game check. So. I'd say it's significantly his game check is significantly more than that. They get calls wrong multiple times every single game. No matter if it's preseason, regular season, the playoffs, Super Bowl. You cannot, it is impossible for five human beings to get every single call on the field right for four quarters. I could do like it. grow up. Bone calls in the NFL. Are, go hand in hand. Well, and the thing is, those calls generally go in favor of the Chiefs. So sure. it's, you know, they've got a few to pay back. So it, you know, let's just slow down for just a bit here. Also, I could do it. Like, if we're being real serious, like if it was like, hey, Freddie, your full time job is to be the best at this and never screw it up, I could do it. But it's not their full time job. That's the thing, right? We, exactly. we applaud the confidence. So I think this should lead to the argument that if you're that worried about missing calls and you act like this is your first day on the job and you're going to be surprised that these human beings miss calls throughout the game let's open up the conversation of ai let's open up the conversation of technology there's already a thousand cameras pointed at this field you couldn't have any more technology you got a bunch of zebras up in the booth who are well trained on this technology you're not going to miss a call all game you need one guy on the sidelines with a microphone telling you what the penalty is for TV camera purposes. Well, you, you don't, don't need have you fun don't. when Skynet happens, okay, when, man? When I go bowling, if Funny I cross happens. the line when I'm thinking, the little thing goes and it buzzes because I'm across the line. They can do that in the NFL. Yeah, it was like the big Lebowski, you know, over the line! Well, Market yeah. zero. You know what Van's talking about, though, um, aside from the movie references, is... Every player is already wearing a chip. That's how you know how fast these guys run when they run. Yeah. Every ball already has a chip in it. That's how they trace it whenever they do all these fun. Uh, right. That camera, hey, spoiler alert, everyone, that camera that hangs on four wires over the field is not controlled by a human being during the snap. Yeah. It's controlled to watch the ball. I mean, it can be controlled. Don't get me wrong. It can zoom and stuff. But you get the idea. Like, all that stuff already exists to where you don't even need a guy reading it down. There can just be an artificial voice yeah. of a computer just like when you scroll your TikToks endlessly, endlessly, to say, "Hey, ball goes here. This is what it is. This is go." This and, is where I'm sad. Gilbert Godfrey passed away because I would love him to be the voice. Yeah, That'd be fantastic. The, that was a penalty. <laughs> well, and here, like here's an, like I worked in in university athletics for a long time, right? There is like the stat programs, right? There's a certain cadence to how you do it, and I, this is maybe boring to some, but it's um, uh, 35 yard line, shotgun, four wide. Snap, pass, 
right, 28-yard line. And you, and they would get that exact cadence down, mm-hmm. and they would have it. And it would not be any sort of issue to make this thing perfect. They don't want it perfect because they want the YouTube views. They don't want it perfect because they want the shares and retweets and outrage and blah, blah, blah. It has to be flawed so that it can be analyzed. And because it can be analyzed, it's entertaining. And it, you can talk about it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. We don't talk about – oh, this is a really bad example. We don't talk about all the work that NASA computers put into, like, shooting rockets onto asteroids. That's the most impressive thing of all time. It's done by a robot. Like, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do, you do a breakdown on that? Zero zero one 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 zero zero one. Like, well, the NFL is a little bit more complicated than space travel, in my opinion. <laughs> so <Fred. is> it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, we sent monkeys to the moon. Okay, Patrick Mahomes can't throw a ball that also, far. Also, we never sent a monkey to the moon. That never <laughs> happened. Something like that, or a dog, or you know, ah, you're so mice. dumb. The Russians. The Russians sent a dog. Same yeah. thing. Not to, not to the moon, though. Not to yeah, the moon. to the space, though. Yep, to, to the, the space. space. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Crazy. What else are you gonna call it? We're, we're just at the beginning of space. We haven't <laughs> even got to outer this space. This is yet. inner space. <laughs> yeah. This is another aspect of the game that I've been harping on forever. If a coach doesn't give a post-game interview. Gets fine, gets in trouble sure. exponentially. Same thing with every player. If you don't, if you get asked by the media, you have to show up and give your interview. Otherwise, you'll be fine. It gets exponentially bigger. Just as Sean Lynch. The yeah. zebras need to start answering for their wrongs after every game. Let them go to the locker room. Let them change. Let them dress up like Cam Newton or whatever. Yeah. And then come out and then answer questions for everybody. Well, and even if they don't want to do it solo, and you know, like the best, the best in the business at press conferences is Triple H in WWE. He comes out and he says, uh, "We have this many people in the building tonight. Uh, this is the how we did money wise. This is how many viewers we had. Uh, any questions about?" And then you're into it. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can do the same thing with officials. Yeah. You can do the same. And somebody will be like, hey, on this and this and this and this happened. And you say, uh, yeah, we had so-and-so right here. What was your train of logic? And maybe you do them on a video thing so they don't have to yep. physically be there. Maybe whatever. But you can do that. Yeah, you can launder that to be a deal. The last thing you want, though, is a dude who wants the spotlight. The last thing you want is a yeah. official. And you see him. Uh, Baseball is easier, right? A Joe West style where I'm just going to scream and fight with you and, and be that dude football official. Or a superheated Patrick Mahomes runs out and throws a Gatorade at him at the press conference. God, that'd be you know, all that's like, going to happen, too. Like Deion Sanders? Sure. Oh, Why not? Tim McCarver. God, that'd be awesome, mm-hmm. dude. That's when football hey, would finally you're welcome, be NFL. Well, you're welcome for Tim McCarver? Oh, you're welcome for all of my great ideas. Hey, that's why baseball hated Deion. Literally that. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for that one, because, you know, baseball baseball sucks when it the comes old to man. being cool. They're better now. They're, they're, a, they're a lot better now. They're rounding third. Heisman talk whenever we get back. I think it's right. Oh, I think it's wrong. Fraudulent. Ugh. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from Howie Sports Page. Get your glizzies tonight as we watch, like, four teams play two games on a bunch of TVs. But you can do it here with your friends. No place better to do it. The Sports Animal. Can't worse than breathing.